Blog Talk Radio. Well, welcome to another episode of Living an Empowered and Enlightened Life with um, myself, Jen Pasekas, and Marla Goldberg. We're so happy that you're listening tonight, and a happy, happy 2018. Before we kind of jump into our topic tonight, and it's a juicy one on resolutions, bucket lists, and reverse bucket lists, and how they can enhance your life, um, I wanted to give you the guest call-in number this evening. Um, In case you have any questions, we'd love to hear from you. The guest call-in number is 646-716-9397. Again, that's 646-716-9397. And in order order for us to hear you, make sure that you press 1 to get into the host queue, and uh, we're going to be happy to talk with you. So, Welcome again to our show, and um, I'm here with uh, my co-host, Marla. Hi, Marla. How are you doing, and how were your holidays? Hi, Jen. I'm great, thanks. The holidays were amazing. Um, I'm happy to be starting 2018, but everything was, was really great. How about for you? Tell us a little bit. Well, it was, uh, it was really good to spend time with the family. Um, you know, unfortunately, being in the Chicago area for all those Chicagoans, our family got hit with the flu, but I'm excited to get past that and then get into 2018. So, um, so yeah, I'm excited to kind of jump into our call tonight. Me too. It's exciting. I, I, I love this topic. So um, do you want to talk about the first part, lead into the topic, and then I'll jump in? Yeah, no problem. So, um, we're going to be talking tonight about the idea of resolutions. Um, you may have seen in our intro um, for this particular podcast that, it, you know, that 80% of us, you know, me included, I have tried to make resolutions during the new year. And um, it, it says, you know, in our intro that 80% of those resolutions are typically abandoned by February each year. Um, and so we were researching and thought this topic about the idea of bucket lists and reverse bucket lists was just so interesting. And I think that, and we're going to start by talking about resolutions, a great example is like when, you know, I want to you know, lose weight or I want to exercise or things like that. And I think everyone can relate to that example as a start. If you belong to a gym or go to a gym, um, you know, the first, you know, 30 days, you can't find a parking space. Everyone is a soldier, and they're going to the gym bright and early and getting that workout on. But by mid-February, you can find the parking space right up front. And the reason for that is because often, you know, our intention doesn't match the resolution. And so, Marla, you know, I'll let you chime in there because I hear you laughing, like, you know, and I've laughed myself. Like, you know, six weeks in, I'm like, oh, forget this. It's too cold out here. So, so yeah, what do you think about that, Marla? You know, I agree totally. It's so true. You make the resolution, and before you know it, something, you know, takes away the attention. And whether it's lack of time, you know, your schedule fills, um, it just resolutions tend not to be successful. They can be. I, I will say I believe they can be if you make small resolutions where you can, you know, keep track of making sure you follow through. But what happens to most of us is that we um, 
We go, oh, I'm going to lose weight. I'm going to work out. I'm going to stop smoking. I'm going to stop drinking, whatever it might be. And there's a whole laundry list. And it becomes so overwhelming that um, it just is insurmountable. And people just throw their hands up and give it up. And that's what I have found. How yeah, about you, you Jen? Know what I, I think. Yeah, I think the, the same thing, Marla. I mean, and for all of you out there that are really um, love resolutions, we're not geared to, you know, to steer you away from those resolutions, whatever they may be. Um, I think we're, we're here just to give you a different perspective um, because I have found that they don't particularly, you know, work for me personally just because, again, the intention you know, doesn't match, you know, what I'm planning to do. Or is one other final thing is that I make the resolution too much of a stretch. So, you know, instead of saying I want to lose, you know, 10 pounds, I'll say I want to lose 30 pounds or I want to go on this big trip, but I don't have the money for that trip and I make it too aggressive of a stretch. And then I feel bad about myself because I can't hit my goal. So, that's kind of what I have found um, with resolutions. I don't know if you feel differently, Marla. Nope, I agree. It's just, it's just, it's, it's, we, we tend to bite off more than we can chew and, or digest for the resolution. So we end up with a whole mouthful of, of, you know, commitments, and yet we don't have the time, ability, whatever it might be, um, to end up following through with it. So and then we start, we do, I'll agree, we start feeling bad. It's like, oh, well, can't keep that resolution. And then it becomes self-defeating. And then it becomes self-limiting and self-punishing. And for me, you know, in my world, I'm all about, you know, going for the positive. So I like the bucket list idea. And for those of you who don't know what the bucket list is, it is where you make a rolling list of things you want to do, places you want to see, et cetera, you know, before you transition into, you know, out of your body. Um, and so it's great to, you know, list all the places you want to go and check it off and, and all of the, you know, do all the things you want to do or people you might want to meet, whatever it might be. Um, it's a great way of really getting your juices flowing of creativity, you know, an expansion in what you want to accomplish. But that too can end up being, in my opinion, um, challenging because then you feel bad because you haven't been able to attain, you know, checking things off your list as you'd like to, or you keep looking at your list and looking forward and you don't enjoy the moment. You don't stay in the present moment because of it. How do you, what, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts, Jen? No, I think that's, I think that's totally true. And, and um, I'll share where I learned about bucket lists. And Marla, we actually have a caller that's uh, jumping in. So I'll, I'll answer and then we will take a pause and then we'll, uh, we'll start our conversation with one of our callers. Um, so in terms of the bucket list, um, I have been exposed to that from the movie, The Bucket List. I believe that was what the name of it was with um, Nicholson and Morgan Freeman. And you know, it's a fun movie. And it's a, yep, it's a sad movie, right? It's a sad movie. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. We're not going to give away any spoilers, so definitely watch the movie. But the, the bottom line is, is it talks about, you know, regret and the idea of life is short and that you need to put things on paper and go for it and go for your dreams, whether it's a small thing, a small step or, you know, a giant step for your life. 
And I think it's just a cool representation. And, and after seeing that movie, I was so jazzed that um, right after I, I saw that movie, I made my first bucket list. <clears throat> some of the things I will admit, you know, they're, they're stretches and I haven't done, but some of them I have. And it, it kind of uh, was a cool way to keep myself accountable, but really aspirational in the process. So that was my first exposure to a bucket list. And I thought it was pretty cool. I think it's very cool. And now, you know, there's the reverse bucket list, which is just as cool, but on a different level. Because just to, to explain for anybody who may not know, a reverse bucket list is about instead of projecting forward, you look behind, you look at what you've accomplished in your life, um, and then you, um, you look at what you accomplished, and you know, you make a list of those things so you can turn around and go, wow, I did this, I did this, I did this. And it can be something as easy as what did you do today to what did you do within a week or a month or six months. And then you can turn around and go, wow, this is amazing. And in doing so, it, it allows the individual to, to reflect and be grateful for all the things that they've accomplished. And it's very motivating, in my opinion, to want to move forward. It's very exciting to do that. Um, what it would, do you have anything you want to add about the reverse bucket list? Yeah, I think, well, yeah. you know, it was really you introduced me to it for the first time. Um, and I'd never heard of a reverse bucket list until more recently. And I think it's super cool. Um, I think that, you know, I'm a type A personality. I can easily get down on myself if I don't do something. So for all those type A's out there, like, I hear you. Like, I am your people. And so um, <laughs> sometimes when I put, you know, my bucket list together, it's like, it's huge. Just like, and I'll give you some examples that are physically on my bucket list, okay? So some of them are go and see the Taj Mahal, um, go to Machu Picchu. And so I think we have this, um, you know, write a book. That's one of mine. Um, so, I mean, they're, they're not small little projects. And so sometimes because I'm a type A person um, and I, I want to do big things in the world, um, I make my bucket list be really big rocks. And um, I will say that I have, you know, been blessed that I've had a lot of cool things in my world and it happened in my world, and I've found success in many areas, which is awesome, but I've never really taken pause to say, hey, looking in the rearview mirror to say, what, what successes have I actually, you know, in the rearview mirror done so I can sit in reflection? So um, I think the idea of a reverse bucket list is super cool and that's why we thought it'd be such a great topic towards you know even though you know we're halfway through january it's it's still so relevant we're, we're in the infancy of the year and so we, just, we think it's such a cool topic for for everyone that's listening and we'll be listening to this via you know the recording so that's kind right. of my exposure to the, the idea of the reverse bucket list marla well let's see what our what our listening audience uh wants to share with us so Audience, please call 646-716-9397. Press 1 to get into the host queue and share with us your experiences with re resolutions, bucket lists, reverse bucket lists. We'd love to, to talk to you about it and, and get some in, in, insights with uh, your experiences. 
But in the meantime, we will <laughs> start to talk about, like, I understand about, you know, looking back, I went to Bali this year. It was both on my bucket list and now it's on my reverse bucket list. And it was one of the most expansive experiences of my life on so many levels. And it's such an amazing country. Um, and so now I can cross that off, too, of my list, which I find is amazing. And Jen, for you, I mean, I know that you had the opportunity of living in France and studying in France, which is amazing. You've recently gone to London. You know, the, you know, you can look back on your travels alone and just be inspired. Yeah, and I actually was wondering, um, going back to your trip to Bali, Marla, um, was that on a? Did you say that was on a bucket list, or how, how did that that trip come through? Was that I, I didn't know if that was on a list for you or not. Well, you know, ironically, I've, I've always wanted to go to Bali and Fiji, et cetera. And so what happened was I was looking um, at going to the spirit, uh, to a spiritual retreat that was being held in Bali. And the irony is that I said, oh, no, I'm not going to do this now. I'll wait till later. But within 48 hours, everything aligned so perfectly that the next thing I know, I'm booking a flight to Bali, and a month later, I was heading off. And so it's something on my bucket list, but now that I've done it, I can check it off my reverse bucket list as well. Mm -hmm. Does that make, does, make sense? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you it know, so it's a twofer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a twofer one right? So that's so exciting. Exactly. <laughs> And, you know, we've given, you know, for the audience, we've given you, we've given you some big examples, like big stuff. And so one other thing that Marla and I talked, you know, even before we started in, on live, uh, on the live uh, show today, is that, you know, it doesn't have to always be so big. Um, you know, I'll raise no. my hand. I mean, how many of, how many of you, you know, out there, and I, you know, I will say I've, I'm guilty is, you know, you write a to-do list out and you write something you've already done just so you can cross it off the list so your brain gets like that, oh, <laughs> you did something. And so I don't think there's any shame in that. And I would say in, in a given year, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be so big. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, and, and, so and we love, I, I mean, I, I, yeah, it doesn't have to be so big. It can be something small. What do you, what do you think about that, Marla? I agree. I mean, I think that writing, you know, um, so, you know, putting things, look, look, sometimes you have one of those low energy days where making the bed is a big deal, but then you do it and you can check it off your list. It sounds so small, but if you're having one of those days, it's an accomplishment. Sometimes brushing your teeth is an accomplishment for some people. And that is just as powerful as any of our trips that we could cross off our list, you know, or anything mm -hmm. else, even if or going to a concert, seeing your favorite um, musician playing or theater production. Like right now, Hamilton is so hot, you know, for many people looking back going, I went to Hamilton. That's great. It's check, check, you know, and they, they, they knock it out of the park for themselves. Mm -hmm. Does that make, does it, it yeah, so. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I think, no, I think that makes uh, perfect sense. Um, I think it makes absolutely perfect sense. And 
some of the reasons that we thought that you know the, you as our audience would really find it beneficial, and we found it beneficial is you know the the point is with resolutions and even with bucket lists, like we have a tendency, or most people have a tendency to make them really big goals, sometimes too much of a stretch, not aligned maybe with their intention or their value or their values, and um, it gets really difficult to complete them. And I used the term earlier, the idea of it, it kind of can be shaming, like self-shaming. And so, you know, we felt it was really important at this time of year to say, hey, you know, like let's be compassionate with ourselves and let's take it easy. You know, we can still achieve our goals in either small or large increments, maybe not always being so tough on ourselves with a forward look, but by actually celebrating the wins that we've already had. And for me, that's kind of a, a revolutionary concept. So I just wanted to kind of highlight and underscore that for, for everybody that's listening because I think it's, it's really important. I think sometimes we just are so hard charging as um, a culture that we don't really take time to take a breath, and it can be very shaming to ourselves, and I think it's just unnecessary. You know, I agree with you. You know, us as Americans, um, you know, we are, have this, this ethic that work, 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 work. And it's almost like we live to work opposed to work to live. And I, I feel that by doing a reverse bucket list, you have the ability to sit there and say, okay, I did accomplish something. Or it may remind you to accomplish something like get a massage, take a bath, meditate, you know, take, take some time for yourself. And, you know, because as you know, we are, we are a bunch of workaholics here. I mean, how many weeks vacation do we tend to get, you know, when we work for a corporation? Mm-hmm. You know, one, two, it takes a long time to build up, where if you go across the pond, you know, they have much more leisure time. And they, then these people take the leisure time and know how to embrace life. Mm-hmm. Not to get off topic, it's just, you know, using this reverse bucket list or bucket list will help you remind, remind yourself <clears throat> to do self-care. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And um, kind of jumping off of that topic, the idea of self-care, I think um, one of the things that the reverse bucket list does that the other options like the resolution and the regular standard bucket list um, do not, or at least it hasn't for me, is the idea of a practice of gratitude, is that, you know, by looking back to look forward, you know, we can be like, wow, you know, I'm so grateful that I got to go to Bali in your case, or I got to go to London in mine, or, you know, not even a trip. I got to just spend an, an hour of quality time with my child. You know, how many times do we rush through our days and you know, our five-year-old is like saying, hey, mom, listen to me, like really pay attention. And so I think right. the idea of gratitude is also just so important here. And for some reason, you know, when people tell me like, oh, I have a gratitude practice, it's just something I don't rush to do. I don't know why. I think it's, again, because I'm so hard charging. But this is kind of a sneaky way, you know, like people put greens in their smoothies. This is a sneaky way to... Um, while you're being goal-oriented, to sneak in a little bit of gratitude. So I, I like it for that as well. You know what? It's, it's, you're right. And gratitude leads to happiness, you know, in my opinion. It just has the 
it just offers, it opens one up to say, I'm so grateful for this. And when you're grateful, then you get this twinge in your heart, like, wow, this warm and fuzzy feeling is like, yes, I am so grateful. I do. I have a Mm -hmm. gratitude practice in my prayers and I, um, you know, I am grateful for everything. I even say thank you for all the things that would not be perceived positive that I have experienced in my life because it makes it because by experiencing those times, those challenging times in my life, they've helped to form me into who I am today. They show a different mm-hmm. side of a person. And so, and it does, and it makes me smile because, you know, you think about some of the stuff you've gone through and you go, oh my God, but you survived. And not only survived, hopefully you learned the lesson that was in the situation. So A, you don't have to do it again. And B, you can be, you, you could be a great wise mentor for someone else who might be going through the same thing. Mhm. No, I so think that, I think that's, that's a really good example. That's a really good example. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. And um one other thing that I wanted to throw in um and we're already getting we're close to halfway through already for everyone. It just it flies so fast and we'll remind you in just a few minutes for that guest call in number once again. Um is there is um, a very famous coach out there and kind of a very savvy um, entrepreneur and businesswoman, and her name is Marie Forleo. And many of you may have already heard of her, but she has something called a year in review. And so I would tell you this idea of reverse bucket list, and I'm sure, Marla, you can definitely um, chime in and, and give people tips on, you know, how do they get started, right? How does that work? Um, and I think, you know, in my mind is the first step is just putting, you know, pen to paper and maybe even before that, just really, you know, really taking some time. And I know that sometimes I'm guilty of this is just taking some time for yourself to really reflect on what happened for you in the, you know, the last year or the last quarter or how, however often you decide to do this. If you feel like, God, this, this sounds really good. This sounds like something I think I should embrace in my life with the idea of the reverse bucket list. And so um, I just, I I just thought that we should mention that because it's a really cool practice to schedule time for yourself for that potential year in review. So uh, Marla, I don't know if you have any thoughts on that. Well, I do, but I think we have a caller. So, Oh yes. Let's, let's, uh, let's take that caller. Uh, Marla, um, I will unmute that person, and then we will uh, join that person in our conversation. Hold on one second. Perfect. Hello. 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 Welcome to our show. Welcome. Oh, thank you. I love listening to the both of you. I think I'm learning a lot, Um, especially I never, never learned about the idea of the reverse bucket list, more of a, of a retrospective of the year, I think, or your life. But I like that entire idea that you should look back and find things that you are proud of and grateful for. But I have a question. How do you feel about you coming up on a new about coming up on a new year and you don't necessarily have a resolution or a bucket list? Maybe the reverse bucket list is what you can use, but how do you feel about that idea if you're, you know, you feel sort of it's cliché, so you don't want to come up with a resolution. Mhm. 
Um, Marla, I'll let you start. Any thoughts that you have? Well, I do. And, and so here's how, how, what I would do. Um, it's the beginning of the year. As we talked about, resolutions can be self-defeating. Bucket list, you're looking out to the future. And reverse bucket list gives you an opportunity to look back and say, okay, what have I accomplished in, you know, in this period of time? And, again, it, it's an, you know, a way to reflect back and be grateful for things that have happened to you. And I think it also gives you a springboard to the future. So, for example, if you say, wow, you know, I got married, I had my honeymoon, I did this, I did that, you know, in the, in the last year and have that list, it's like, you know, so that goes into the reverse and you say, wow, I really did a lot and I really had some great times. And it brings back some nostalgia as well. Just to throw that in, because as you're thinking back on your life, um, whether it be a day ago or a year ago or through the whole 365 days, you have the opportunity to look back and, and sort of remember with, with happiness those times that you've experienced. And they don't, again, have to be the big times. It could just be something as simple as having lunch with your parents or having lunch with a friend or you know, having a, a good talk with somebody you haven't talked to in a long time or having something heartfelt. And so I think you start at the beginning. It doesn't have to be, you could go back, we're on the, the 18th day. You can go back 18 days. And what have you accomplished in the 18 days? Like, wow, January isn't even over yet, and yet I've done all of this. I, so I hope that answers your question. Yeah, it does. Thank you so much. Because I think there's a lot of guilt around the fact that everyone's talking about their resolutions. And you may feel, well, wait a minute. I don't have a resolution of something wrong with me. And there's mm. nothing wrong with you. And, you know, and not, and not that you said it's about you, but there's nothing wrong with anybody who doesn't want to do a resolution. Because, again, they can be very self-limiting and self-defeating. Okay, thank you guys very much. I'm looking forward to hearing future podcasts, and I know there's a lot of topics that are going to be coming up for you guys, so thank you so much. Well, thank, thank you. you. Thank you so for much. listening. We appreciate it. Okay, well, that thank you to that caller. Yes. Yeah, that was, was an interesting, interesting question. Yeah, it was. Very thought-provoking. And so, Jen, do you want to talk about starting a reverse bucket list to elaborate on more about what I had just shared, maybe a different perspective or sure. point of view? Yeah, sure. No problem. Um, you know, I think that, and this is just my opinion, I think that um, the idea of, re I don't know about bucket lists, but I think the idea of resolutions, I don't know. I, I don't know about you, but I don't hear a lot of people in my, like, immediate family or friend circle talking about resolutions a lot. And I think that it's becoming a little bit, I don't know, not in vogue or passe. I mean, there are people that still do the resolution thing, like tons of people. But in my immediate circle, I don't hear a lot about it. I'm hearing more of the idea of the bucket list. I'm hearing, and, and now I'm excited to share with, you know, my circle. I, I call them like my tribe or my people. I, you know, I'm, I'm really excited to share on the reverse bucket list. But I think the caller had a really interesting perspective, you know, that even not having a bucket list or 
not having resolutions can be a little bit shaming, you know, because if, if you're kind of 18 days in and you're like, I don't have it together, like there's something wrong with me. So I really agree with you, Marla, that, you know, maybe that's not your jam. I mean, maybe it's, maybe resolutions aren't something that in your area or in your circle is something that, you know, your people are doing or that you feel necessary. And I think that there's different, you know, some years, you know, or some, some years can really take it out of you. You know, some years are harder than others. Some days are harder than others. And, you know, for example, you know, at the end of last year, um, in 17, I didn't really feel, and I still have not put resolutions on paper. Um, I'm much more motivated. Even now, I, in one of my accountabilities after today is I'm going to work on that reverse bucket list. Um, I just felt, you know, kind of zapped from last year. I know many people probably felt similarly what was going on, you know, not only local, global. I mean, there's just been a lot of stuff happening. And so I think it's absolutely okay not to – rush into the new year with like five resolutions. So I guess that's my, that's my opinion. And I, I think that was a really cool question from our caller. I think it's great. And to answer the question that you would ask, like, you know, about my sphere of people, my sphere of people keep saying, I'm not doing resolutions because I don't keep them. So I'm not going to do them. And, you know, we had gotten into the conversation about bucket lists and reverse bucket lists and how they work. Um, but, going just on resolution alone, yet my friends, you know, and the people around me, they just, they don't buy into it any longer. Just because, and did you know that the, the older you get, the less likely you are to be able to follow through on a resolution? Hmm, There's that's a, interesting. Yeah, yeah, there was a um, an article I read, and it was saying how when you're in your <clears throat> 20s, you might have a 30% chance of completing resolutions, but by your 50s, your chance of, you know, of meeting your resolution is down to like 9.2%. Wow. So, yeah, it was fascinating. And not, 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 I have to derail just for a second. Why do you think that is, Marla? Well, I think that when you're, well, first of all, I think when you're younger, you have a different outlook on life and you tend to um, have a different drive. By the time you're in your 50s, you, you've raised your family or at the tail end of raising your family, time is, escapes you. You just don't seem to have that much time to be able to focus on it. And the stresses are larger. You know, the older you mm-hmm. get, you know, the more stress comes upon you. When you're in your 20s and if you're 20 and single, you, you can look at yourself and spend time on yourself. When you're in your 50s, you know, you have a partner, hopefully, and whether it be a husband, a partner, you know, girlfriend, boyfriend, whatever it is, possibly children or a very demanding work schedule or demanding career. And it just takes a lot out of you. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get stressed and the knee jerk is to, let's say, have an Oreo cookie. Well, now the New Year's resolution is no more Oreo cookies. Well, what happens is you get stressed. That goes to hell in a handbasket. <laughs> it's like, give me my cookies. <laughs> so, you know, I'm not then, in my 50s yet, but I'm still at that. I'm like, give me my Oreo. I need my Oreo. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, Jen, I just looked at the time. Um, so this is the halfway point. 
of the show. And so yes. I would like you to share with people, how do they get a hold of you if they want to contact you with questions or, you know, comments? Sure, sure. Um, thank you for that. And then uh, when we uh, when we when we kind of uh, talk about our work and how people can get in touch with us, then uh, Marla, I'll let you share that guest call in number. Um, in terms of how people can get a hold of me, um, I am a life and leadership coach for women. Um, my business name is How Winning Is Done, and um, my website is howwinningisdone.com. And my email is info at howwinningisdone.com. So if anybody has any interest, just type in uh, to Google how winning is done coaching or life coaching, and they will find me. And I would love to, uh, to talk with you um, anytime about um, work or professional. I, I specialize, you know, with women, um, perfectionism, shame, and a lot of stuff around the work of Brene Brown. So I would love to talk to you. That's great. Ladies and gentlemen out there in the audience, listening audience, Jen is amazing. Give her, give her a call. I'm sure she's going to be able to help you in your area. Um, or tell well, your girlfriend you, wives. You're welcome. Thank you, thank you. That's so nice of you. And conversely, Marla, why don't you, because I, I love your, your story and I love your, your background and what you do, so why don't you tell our audience here at Halfway Point what you do and how people can get in touch Thanks. with you. Thanks, Jen. So the name of my company is Marla Goldberg, Energy Healer, Offay. They can, be, they can reach me at marla at mghealer.com, and the website is www.mghealer.com ghealer.com and my phone number is 847-275-5584 so if you want to give me a call or text me or email me um, I would love to you know talk to you about what's going on with you so to give you a little bit of background after I did the promotion um, I'm an energy healer and an intuitive life coach that is trained in over 20 different modalities techniques. Um, I focus on what I find to be the four strongest ones, in my opinion, um, spiritual response therapy, SRT, Chinese face reading, space clearing, and intuitive life coach. Um, so it works you know, if you have blocks in programming, you know, blocks in, with your flow of life, please reach out to me. I'd love to um, work with you. So that's the end of mine. And now, callers, we'd love to hear your, your position and perspective on this topic tonight. The call-in number is 646-716-9397. When you are queued, press 1 and pound, and it'll get you into our switchboard queue. So... Um, Moving forward. Well, thank you, Marla, for that. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you, Jen. Um, yeah, so there's so much to be said for bucket list and not bucket list, you know, and reverse, you know, and the reverse ones, which I started using, and I use it like a gratitude list. 
you know, just mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, because we forget. We forget the things that we do that we're grateful for. So if you sit and you contemplate, what have I done, whether, again, I, I, as I repeat myself, a day ago, a week ago, a month ago, and see all the things that you accomplished, you can look at it and say, God, I am so grateful for this. I live with gratitude. You know, I like, I try to live my life with an open heart, uh, very heart-led, and in a, a state of gratitude. And um, this, this technique helps that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, kind of going back to what we were talking about, um, and we got that awesome uh, caller and, and that great question. Uh, we were talking about just starting to talk about, um, you know, how, how do you get started? And I guess I'll, I'll kick us off. And, you know, how do you get started with this process? So I thought we could kind of give um, everyone that's listening some tips on how to get started with the reverse bucket list. Because the last thing we want you to feel, you know, leaving this call today is, you know, it's another to-do item. We want this to be really um, soul-enriching and heart-fulfilling so you feel like, wow, I really want to do that. And so I promise you, just because I'm a busy working mom and, you know, love to do um, and these shows and, and with Marla, um, it's definitely not something that I could commit to if it was super time intensive. So I would say the first thing that I would recommend is just, and this might be tough, but just taking some time, scheduling some unstructured time to be quiet and really reflect about your accomplishments and things that have happened and really determining, you know, am I going to do this as a year in review like Marie Forleo um, has recommended. And um, Forleo, by the way, if you want to find her on Google, is F-O-R-L-E-O. So it's marieforleo.com is a a resource um, for you as a follow-up. But just making some space and some time, which, again, I know is difficult, but even if it's 15 minutes, Um, even if it's 30 minutes. I wouldn't even go longer than that if you don't have that time to just sit down and reflect about the things that you have done and just kind of sitting on that. And so that would be the first thing that I would say. And it's really hard for people to to make that time. But if you can commit to yourself, I think it's one of the highest forms of self-care. And what I would say the first tip is to getting started. What do you think, Marla? I agree. Um, you know, and here's the great thing. You could spend one minute, write down one item. You could spend five minutes and write down seven items. There's no rules about how long you need to stay, and there's no solid boundary line of what you have to do, how you do it. It's just finding that couple of minutes. Sometimes a, a thought comes into your head, you know, with today's new, you know, new technology, you've got voice recorders on your cell phone. You can set, put, send a note to yourself um, or an email to yourself with something, some of these things down and then just, you know, accumulate them in, in a cumulative list. It's very easy. And I think that once you start doing it, you'll get so excited about all the things that you find yourself that you've done. You know, whether it's for yourself, for others, because, you know, this is all about service as well, because serving others, it also adds gratitude in one's life. Mm-hmm. No, I totally agree with that. 
I think the other thing that Marla said is like a, as a second nugget, you know, I call it a golden nugget or a, a part of the process. Second step would be, you know, whether you type it in your phone or you do it audio. If you're an audio, you know, an audio type of um, learner where you learn or you really resonate with the spoken word, I think, you know, speaking it out loud is helpful. I know that that is that would not work for me. What works for me is putting pen to paper. So for me, that's the most grounding. So um, you have to know what works for you. But I would say it's physically putting it somewhere, whether it's in an audio file if that works for you or if it's on your phone and you can physically see it. For me, it has to be pen to paper. Um, you know, and, and I'm sure Marla can comment on the idea or the word grounding, but for me, it feels very visceral and very tangible. And it makes me feel a little higher level of gratitude in my body and in my heart. And so I don't think this is something that you can be like, and, and this is my opinion, is that you kind of reflect back and you're like, that was cool. Or, you know, I'm proud of that because I feel like you've got to get it out somehow to really look at it and kind of like, it's almost like a double reflection. You think it, you know, you see it and then you feel it. And so that's my opinion on what I, I would do if I was, you know, and, and I promised you all I would do it. So maybe we'll talk about this another time um, that that's how I'm planning to do the second step. What, what do you think about that, Marla? You know, I look at, I love pen to paper. I do. Then, but I'm saying that if for some people, if they're on the run, you know, and they want to do this, they could throw it in a voice recording or throw it on a note and then put it on their paper, sure. you know, transfer it over. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's just sort of like random thoughts of gratitude, like, wow, you know, I got my hair done and I like it. That could be a reverse bucket list, finding a hairstyle you like especially after my latest debacle, <laughs> first and foremost on my list. Um, uh, but, you know, that, that it sounds trite, but it's not. Because for me, you know, I feel much better about me on a number of levels. A, I could put it on my reverse bucket list. And B, I got something taken care of that I really needed to take care of. Um, mm -hmm. but, but, you know, Again, paper, pen and paper, I think, is one of the best. You can meditate before doing it and just ask for, like, That's good. you know, give me three things. You could start with just limiting. Give me three, give three things to put on my reverse bucket list or five things, you know, and mm -hmm. just start it from there. I think once it gets started, if you could find, you know, make sure you, it's like anything else. If you time block it, you know, in your calendar, like I get up, you know, you use the facilities, you wash your face, brush your teeth. Oh, I'm having coffee. I can write down three things that I accomplished for my reverse bucket list and not make the, not make it a hundred, you know, a list of a hundred things, three things, five things, whatever's doable to you without becoming overwhelming or limiting. Mm -hmm. That's how I would present it to my clients. Yeah, no, I think that's good. And it's just a slight nuance, you know, from from mine. I'm a pen and paper gal. Some people are voice text people. Might, they might be in the airport, you know, and then they eventually get it to paper. I also love the idea of, like, you know, prayer or meditation, whatever works for you, to get that sense of peace um, and reflection on that. 
Um, so I think it, it can be as easy as that. I also love what you said is that it doesn't have to be, you know, 25 things. It can be three things. Um, and one other thing, you know, we were talking about the, these small pieces, and I think I mentioned to you in a prior conversation, Marla, about the idea of it being bite-sized. So that's kind of what you're saying is that it's, you know, it's bite-sized morsels. Um, one of the things I've done you know, if you're in a stressful meeting or if you've had a stressful day, I think you can do this in mini versions too. I mean, and I will say and admit that sometimes, you know, if you have a really bad day, you know, I've ripped out my pen and paper and said, what is like three things that I've done? You know, like the look back in like the last week, because sometimes it just life is really difficult. So, you know, you can do it in the idea of self-care at a, you know, a more major level, you know, and spend more time on it. But I think it's really cool that you can take these, like, mini, um, you know, reverse bucket lists, like, mini morsel retreats, like, mini retreats, anytime you want. And I think that that kind of really puts things into perspective and it can help you the whole year. You know what, and to, to build on what you're saying, so Writing is not my favorite thing to do. You know, I'm, I'm much better mm-hmm. verbally. But this week I had to do a lot of writing. And what I ended up doing is having to stop. And I did. I wrote down a few things, you know, that I've accomplished. And it's like, great. Now I, you know, looked at it, checked it off, and it got my juices flowing to, to get at least a flow with what it was I was working on, the projects I was working on. So it, mm-hmm. it helps to stimulate those creative juices to, you know, whether it's presenting, putting together a presentation or writing a blog or um, even trying to be creative about what you want to cook for dinner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can, you know, there are no boundaries with it. It can hit all, all gamut, you know, and, and what kind of creative juices it can stimulate for you. Yeah, and I think it's really cool that, you know, we're coming from very different perspectives. And so for our audience, you know, some people might be, I, I love to write. So a lot of my things is pen to paper. I mean, I like that feel, right? But that, that may not resonate with everybody. So I think it's also really cool that, you know, we have a different perspective on how we would go about this or um, it's slightly nuanced because there's not a right or a wrong way. And I also think, you know, just to underscore it, it doesn't have to be a one and done. You know, it doesn't have to be at the beginning of the year. You know, I don't know. I've never heard anybody say I'm doing a mid-year resolution. (laughs) So I'm just, you know, it's a cool tool. (laughs) Why does it have to be in January? I don't know. So, um, you know, this is a tool that you can carry with you all the time. And you can flex this muscle and, and flex this tool all the time. And, and that's why I just think it's just a really cool thing. I so agree. And I think that you're right. It's, it can be done on a daily basis. You can do it on a weekly basis. You know, you could do it on a monthly basis. It, it's, it doesn't have to be once a year. And I think to answer that rhetorical question you just asked as to why is it done, resolutions done at the first of the year, it's because it's the first of the year. And so people are like, oh, let's start this brand new year fresh and clean. So let's put the resolution where if you do it in mid-year, it's not like a New Year's resolution. It's just like, oh, 
I'm going on a diet. Oh, I'm going to stop smoking. <laughs> oh, I'm going to, you know, it's not at the beginning of the year anymore. You're, you're in the year. And so that's why I think mm. you should do the resolutions at the first of the year. I know it was rhetorical, but I had the answer. <laughs> yeah, I just like I, I just get hung up, like why why some of our traditions are the way they are. But no, I think that's 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 absolutely doable, and I think that's relatable because people are like, oh, it's a fresh start. But I think that the key point is that, or one of the key points with this is that it kind of makes you look back and realize with gratitude that every day is a fresh start. You know, every there's opportunities every day. It doesn't have to be on January 1st. Um, and so, again, I just, I think it's, it's a really, it's, it's something I'm planning to use um, and start pretty, pretty immediately um, after learning about it. It's, yeah, I, I think it's a very viable and powerful tool, especially if you want to, you know, keep motivated about something. So, I mean, and you can dissect mm-hmm. this. It doesn't have to be about all areas of your life. If you want to do it just for work, what have I accomplished for this project I'm working on? Or what have I accomplished for my family? Did I bake those chocolate chip cookies for my kids? Did I take them to Chuck E. Cheese? Did I, you know, take them to the library? Did I get them the books they need? Did I help them with their homework? Did I help them with their homework and get it right? Um, <laughs> there's different ways of looking at it and, and putting it into the mix. You know, you can dissect mm-hmm. it or you can make it a whole big pot, you know, mm-hmm. of accomplishment. No, I, 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 tot- I totally agree. I absolutely agree. Well, we are about 10 minutes. I'm seeing about 10 minutes before the hour. Um, you know, I, I, I'm I'm feeling really complete, at least on my side. I don't know how you feel, Marla, but I feel I'm feeling really complete. I feel like we we have shared a really good amount of uh, great information with the audience. If there's, you know, a couple of things that you think are key takeaways, you know, in summary on this topic, what would you want to kind of tell the audience, like maybe on getting started, or you know, because we've shared a lot of information. What are some key things that you think that they should take away from our from our show tonight? I think the, the, the key thing, you know, to give the one key thing is if you don't start it, you won't get it done. Um, so, mm. you know, start it, try it. You know, you don't know, you know, if it's going to work if you don't try it. You don't know how successful you're going to be at something if you don't try it. So, and as I, t- you know, when I was raising my children, the one thing I would say about food, and I know I digress, I'll come back, but try it. If you don't like it, you never have to try it again. Try it and get it under your belt and see how it works for you. See how it resonates. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and also the second piece of that is, remember, babies don't come out of, uh, out of their mother's womb, you know, running, uh, you know, as running sprinters. They come out and, you know, they're taken care of, and then they learn to roll, and then they learn to crawl. Then they learn to pull themselves up. Walk, then run, and that's the. If you look at it with the progression, I think it it will keep you from getting overwhelmed and saying, "Oh no, one more thing I have to do." Mm. And how about you, Jen? How are you? What would you say? I actually really, I really love your analogy of like young young children, and I I think that lots of people have used this, but 
you know, when you're, when you see like an infant or, you know, they're trying to learn how to walk, they're within that first year. I don't know. It's, It's interesting. They don't like berate themselves for falling. They probably are like, cool. Like I actually got to this piece of furniture and so I think that they probably are un- like unknowingly doing this a little bit. Like they, they aren't like shaming themselves to do something. They are celebrating every step. And then before you know it, they're walking and it's, it's pretty cool to see. So I, I, I think that's a really cool metaphor that you use. <clears throat> um, for me, I think, you know, the getting started is absolutely critical. I also think that giving this a shot is also like going in with the right mindset. Um, you know, I, I'm with you all, like, you know, resolutions, you know, it's kind of like, uh, it's got a bad rap. Um, you might even have like a bad taste your mouth from bucket lists or have a bucket list that's sitting folded up in a, in a drawer that you haven't looked at in years. And so I think coupled with, you know, the idea of getting started is give this a shot. I would say to give it a shot and go in with an open mind and see how you feel, see how you feel. And I would love, you know, in the future, contact and we'll share our information again at the, at the end of our call tonight. Share with one of us, share with Marla, share with me. I would love to hear um, any listeners um, if you've done it and what your experience has been. But I would just say going in with an open mind um, I think is really critical to also um, having success with the reverse bucket list. Because if you go in with sarcasm or go, I, I have no time to reflect backwards, it's, you know, it's not going to be as fruitful for you. So, so go in with an open mind is what I would say. You know what? I totally agree with those, those words. That sentiment is perfect. Open mind. Open mind, open heart. Give it a try. You know, and you don't know. You don't know how it will, what it will trigger, how it can resonate, or how it can start you down a new path which changes your life. Mhm. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, so with that, uh, Marla, I don't know if you want to start wrapping up. Otherwise, I'm happy to do that, and we can start talking about our uh, our February episode, our February show, because I'm really excited about February's topic too. February's topic is going to be powerful, people. It is great. We're going to be talking about loving yourself through forgiveness. Our podcast, our next podcast will be on February 15th, day after that, Valentine's Day. Um, and, yeah, think about what you want to share with us. You know, maybe it's a challenge about forgiving yourself and loving yourself um, or how you've accomplished loving yourself and forgiving yourself. We are so open. Mm-hmm. We just want your feedback and your information, you know, to share with us because we can learn from you as well. It's not just a one-way street. So we'd love to have that back and forth with you. Mm-hmm. And I just want and to remind everyone. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Jen. No, no, go. Keep going. Keep going. No, no, you were going to say. Go, go, go. Um, so I was actually just going to share, um, I think that Marla, you came up with this, uh, this topic and I just want to share with everyone, you know, we, February 14th, Valentine's Day is often about like, you know, loving others, but we just thought it was so appropriate about like loving yourself and, and the, the idea of forgiveness came up. So it's another twist. If you notice, like some of our stuff, we kind of like to kind of make you guys think outside the box. So I just wanted to say that I'm, I'm really excited about this topic for February. 
Me too. And we look excited about you, the listening audience, being with us for this topic and participating a little bit because I think you you have amazing pearls of wisdom uh, that we would like to know about. So, again, I, I bring that out to you just to put your thinking caps on and talk about what you might want to share with us. Well, that sounds great. So, Marla, before we're closing, we've uh, just got a few minutes, and I want to make sure that people hear about you if they didn't hear at our midpoint. Why don't you share one more time um, how people can get in touch with you? Great. Thanks, Jen. So I can be uh, found at Marla, M-A-R-L-A, at M like Mary or Marla, G like Goldberg, Healer, H-E-A-L, er.com. Uh, if you want to check out what I do and my services, I can be, my website is www.mghealer.com. And my phone number is 847-275-5584. So please feel free to write, text, call, would love your feedback, your input, um, even so much as if, you know, how you may want to see things changed a little bit, you know, different kind of format. But whatever your share would be, we would love to have that. And Jen, please remind everyone about your information as well. Oh, sure. Um, So if you or you know anyone that could benefit from life or leadership coaching, again, I specialize um, in working with women, Um, on various issues of career, um, perfectionism, shame. Um, I work with a lot of type A uh, high-achieving ladies. So um, you can reach me at um, www.howwinningisdone.com or you can email me at info at howwinningisdone.com and would love to, to hear from you. So with that, um, I believe that we are wrapping up, and we would love to wish everyone a great month. We hope that you've enjoyed our uh, second episode of Living an Empowered and Enlightened Life um, with, of course, Marla Goldberg and myself, Jen Kostikas. And uh, again, join us in February for a really cool topic on forgiveness. And again, to finish off, our next call will be on February 15th, 7 p.m. Central. So join us in February. We hope to see you there and to hear from you. So thanks so much and have a wonderful month. Have a wonderful month. Blessings to you all.